Hello and welcome to Elogamer the Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Abdullah, and today I'm joined by, introduce yourself. Karina Becker, the voice of Paimon in Genshin Impact. So first question is the obvious one. How did you get started? Um, I got started uh, being five years old watching the movie The Mask, um, being obsessed with Jim Carrey because that was normal. Um, and uh, I told my parents, I want to do that. I want to be Jim Carrey. And of course, they were like, well, you can't be Jim Carrey, but you can be an actor like him. And I go, OK, I guess that's good enough. Um, <laughs> so uh, then I I was obsessed with acting. Uh, and, and for some reason, my parents were there's no way to, nice way to say this because like they were dumb enough to listen to me and be like, okay, let's get you into acting classes then. Took a whole bunch of acting classes, started auditioning, and it took me three years of acting classes and auditioning before I finally got my first um, paid role at the age of eight. Um, and uh, that year, I believe I booked two um, things. I booked uh, The first thing I booked was a musical theater um, show, The Roar of the Grease Paint, Smell of the Crowd. And then the second thing that I booked was my first voiceover job, which was a promotion for a video game at like some convention. I think it was PAX. It was a really long time ago, so I'm not I'm not even sure what the what it was what video game it was for. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was how I got my start into the industry. Um, I was I'm very lucky that I had parents that actually were supportive and listened to me and. Um, you know, cultivated my creative side. And um, um, also, I, I was honestly obsessed with it. I'm sure, like, like my, uh, my parents tried to get me interested in other things like soccer or uh, karate, gymnastics at one point. They tried everything to even, like, because, you know, when a kid says that they want to be something, that doesn't necessarily mean that they will end up that they are a child. So you do have to take that with a grain of salt and you can get them into like classes for it. But, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stick with it. So they tried to also see other avenues to see if like acting was ever going to be like just a phase. And it just wasn't for me. I was obsessed. Um, I can thank my autism for that uh, because it is definitely a, like, it was a special interest from the minute I saw the mask <laughs> that's, yeah that's that's my origin story of how i got started in the business and what made you want to specifically go into voiceover um i love voiceover like don't get me wrong i i love also acting in general but voiceover is more fun for me because it doesn't matter what i look like i'm not hindered by my body I can do whatever my voice can do so I can voice a dragon or a little boy or a 25 year old woman or you know all of these things in between I've even got to voice over for cats before which is awesome I love I like who doesn't want to voice over for a cat uh that's amazing um um and so, uh, like, with with on-camera, with my experience with on-camera and theater is that, you know, if you – you could be a really great actor um, for on-camera and theater, but if you don't look like what the director had envisioned um, for that character to look like, then you're not going to be um, that character. Um, but in voiceover, it doesn't matter because you're just using your voice. And um... – what was uh, what, what was the first thing? What was your first official role in voiceover? In voiceover, it definitely like um, the promo that I mentioned earlier that I got at eight years old was the first voiceover job that I ever had. I don't know if that really is considered a role because it was a promo, so I didn't play any character. But as far as like actual character in voiceover um, with a name, <laughs> uh, that would be Anju Yuki in Love Live. Um, and uh, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed being that character it, um, because the uh, character uh, was, you know, small, but um, uh, the whole show is really adorable and cute about how these girls are just working hard to be idols for their school. So, yeah. <laughs> And um, was it weird transitioning from uh, anime to um, 
because I know you've done uh, prelay as well. I wonder, you know, was, how was that transitioning going from anime to prelay and video games? It is very different um, because in anime, of course, you are stuck with whatever the lip flaps can contain. Like that, so you're kind of limited in that area of how you can do the performance. Because in prelay, uh, you can it, you can add laughter if you feel like it. You can add ers, us. Um, you can add pauses, even if it's not in the script. If you just feel like that, it makes sense for the character and for this moment you can do it um versus in anime you can't add anything because um the lines fit the the lines fit the lip flaps and and so you have to do exactly what the script said so there's more freedom in prelay and video games when it comes to that there's uh, more freedom to explore what you can do with the lines you're given and what do you enjoy more uh anime or prelay I don't know. They're, like they're they're both so. Di Here's the thing. I love them both for different reasons. So I don't think I can necessarily like. I guess if I had to like put uh, like if you if you were to be like no you have to pick one I would pick prelay only because I do love the freedom of being able to play with lines. But at the same time, I would very much miss anime because anime is just fun. <laughs> like anime is fun um i also like uh, i i grew up loving anime so i i uh love the uh, like watching anime um so i would definitely miss it but yeah having the freedom to be able to uh play with the lines more is is definitely like the, a, a thing as an actor that you really enjoy and love to do um so yeah <laughs> And uh, have you ever improvised any of your lines when it comes to any of the shows you've worked on? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, if they will let me, I will improvise. Uh, um, and uh, for in, in fact, with Genshin itself, I've improvised quite a bit. Now, not all of it makes it into the video game because, of course, MiHoYo has to decide if they want that improvisation or not. Um, but... Uh, uh, they have chosen a few times where where it was my improv. Um, for example, um, when Hu Tao is describing her business and how everybody is a future client of hers because everybody's going to die one day. That's what she's implying um, because she's a funeral homeowner. Uh, Paimon says, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. And um, that was improvised by me. Uh, there's also a line where Paimon, um, the, the trap, it was in the, um, Lantern Festival where, um, the Traveler and Paimon are trying to get this sneaky character and the guy is wearing a mask and Paimon goes on this big, long speech about how the Traveler and her would never wear a mask, um, because, uh, that would be deplorable. And then she turns to the Traveler and the Traveler is wearing a mask. Paimon was only supposed to uh, react, have like a, a reaction, but I added on with, really, Paimon was in the middle of their big speech and everything. That was improv. Uh, also, my new favorite one that actually I am shocked this made it into the game. I made an IT crowd reference with the Raiden Shogun. Because Paimon of the right, uh, they're talking to A about how the Raiden Shogun is kind of malfunctioning, and A is trying to figure out what to do with the Raiden Shogun and how to how to reset her essentially. And Paimon responds with, "Have you tried turning it off and on again?" That was improvised by me. I am shocked to this day that that made it in the game. Um, <laughs> um, and and it's a lot of um fun because like. I don't improv all the time, but when I feel like it's right, I do because it's fun and they might like it. And um, I always give them another take of what they originally intended, like writing wise. Um, so that way they do have a choice of if they want to go with the improv or not. You always have to give two takes anyway. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of fun when you get to work with um, clients that uh are open to improv and are open to that creativity um because it creates a better environment and and it's a lot of fun to work with because then you're you get to be more creative as an actor and and participate a little bit more on that side um 
of this character creation. Because, no, the character is not mine, but I do help participate in the character creation part of it in that regards. Um, um, but, of course, MiHoYo has the final say on if that is actually okay or not, because it is their character. <laughs> and speaking of Genshin, how did you get involved in that franchise, and were there other characters you auditioned for? Um, there definitely were other characters that I auditioned for. I auditioned for, um, of course, Paimon being one of them, and then also the female traveler. And I believe it was Amber, but it could have been Xiongling. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm I I'm more I'm like sixty percent sure it was Amber. Um, and of course, I um, booked Paimon. Um, but the reason why I got that audition opportunity was because. The director, Chris Fiella, had previously worked with me on a game called I, the Somnium Files. Um, and uh, he then went to work on, uh, um, got brought on to uh, Genshin Impact. And he was going through the audition process with um, the studio and MiHoYo. And he had suggested his own actors to, like, said, hey, you guys should audition these actors too. Um, a lot of us that were in I, the Somnium Files were also brought in for um, Genshin Impact. Me being one of them, uh, Zach Aguilar, Jackie Lastra, Erica Harlicker, um, and um, uh, Allegra Clark as well. Um, uh, we were all brought in for auditions, and of course now we're all in Genshin Impact as well. Um, and so I I guess uh, like I the regular thing is that I did audition um but I only got I, I got the audition because the director had worked with me previously um and liked working with me so he brought me on um so yeah that's how I got in <laughs> And um uh were you surprised at how big <laughs> Genshin became Yes. Uh, honestly, I had no idea it was going to get this big. I honestly also didn't know that it was going to be a recurring job. Like, the like when we were done with the whole first part of the story quest, I was told, okay, that's a wrap for this. Um, uh, cool. And I was like, okay, great. I'll see you later for pickups, and then I'm done with this game. And I even thought to myself, what a weird ending. We didn't save the sister. We just went after the dragon, and the dragon, then Dvalin. Where, where's the sister? And um, and then when they brought me back in for another recording, I thought it was a pickup session. And they were like, "Okay, and now we're starting on with the next part." And I go, "Next part? What are you talking? You said I was wrapped." And he was like, "No, you were wrapped for that part." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna be doing this for like a long time." And I was like. What? <laughs> I didn't realize that it was going to be an ongoing thing. I had no idea that it was going to be as big as it was because I um, also, like, while recording, I, I like to look up who I'm working with, especially if I've never worked with them before. And I never worked with MiHoYo before. So um, I looked them up, found uh, Honkai Impact or the uh, third, what, uh, Honkai? Honkai. Sorry, I don't remember the name. Oh, um. But I, uh, I found Honkai, and I was like, oh, okay, well, the Honkai Twitter following is about 10,000 people. That's pretty decent. Cool. It's a decent little game we got going on here. And um, so when Genshin started gaining traction before we announced, um, before I announced my involvement with the game, and the game was just, like, you know, promoting itself, the beta wasn't even out yet, um, I started, see like, watching the Twitter following, and I was like, oh, okay, 6,000 people are following, okay, that's cool, and then six months later, all of a sudden, it's 500,000 people, and I'm like, what's going on? What What's happening? And then the game comes out, and they have a million followers on Twitter, and I, I'm like, what's going on? And, like, you know, then it gets, like, nominated to be Game of the Year, and I'm like, why? What's going on? Um, so yeah, I I didn't know it was going to be that big. I'm I'm still shocked to this day that it got that huge. <laughs> Does it feel weird looking back and realizing that you are technically the voice of a mascot in a massive video game franchise? Yeah. Um it it that it that does kind of like weird me out. It's funny because I always get asked if it's weird hearing my own voice in a video game. That's not ever weird to me. It, it is my job. I've been doing it since I was eight years old. So I'm like, I'm used to that. That's fine. Um, but uh, it is absolutely weird when I under when I actually try to conceptualize the impact of, no, you're like the mascot 
of one of the biggest games in the world right now. That's insane to me. It's not hearing myself in the video game. It's the fact that I am the voice of that in this big video game that's recognizable everywhere and stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> and outside of Paimon, what are some of your other favorite characters? Um, uh, Mizuki from I, the Somnium Files, which I, the Somnium Files is having a second game come out, which has already been announced that I am returning for the character of Mizuki, and I'm really excited about that. Um, and, uh, I've already mentioned Andrew Yuki and Love Live. Love that show. Love that anime. Um, I'm also, uh, Tatsumaki in One Punch Man, um, f uh, for the second season and the video game. Um, and, uh, love, love Tatsumaki. She's awesome. I'm also Somali in Somali in the Forest Spirit. And that anime is so cute and adorable and I love it. Um, also, what was recently announced is um, this show called Frenzy Space that I'm involved uh, with. It's a kid show that will be out next year. I play Alice in that, and I'm very excited because Alice is just this really spunky little girl who um, really just wants to make friends with aliens in the universe. Uh, and then um, also, uh, I did a Cartoon Network short um, that is available on YouTube that anybody can watch. Um, called Splitting Time, and my character is Pin, and I love her because she's mischievous and um, and uh, is always a conniving little girl um, trying to get more presence, um, basically, in this short that we did for Cartoon Network. Um, and then Marsh Tato Mary in Trolls the, uh, in Trolls the Beat Goes On and Trollstopia. Um, I love working with DreamWorks. Um, Trolls is such a cute show, and Marsh Tato Mary is just awesome character to play because she, she's she's just working so hard to be evil, but she's too cute. So everybody just like you're just too cute, and she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I, I love those types of characters. Um, and then also the anime Dino Girl Galco, which is on Netflix. I play uh, Galco and Naoko. They're technically the same person, um, but it's about a little girl um, that when she gets angry, she turns into a dinosaur. And I am obsessed with dinosaurs. And um, so when I booked this role, I was uh, very excited for it. It's, it's such a fun anime on Netflix. Um, it's, it, and... Um, it's also a kid's show, so um, my niece was able to watch it. My niece loves it, I, and that makes me happy. And then also a really good notable one is um, uh, I'm a part of Sailor Moon in the in the recent Viz Media dub. Um, they finally dubbed uh, Sailor Moon Sailor Stars, and um, uh, I played the character um, Sailor Tin Mianko, and um, I, when I booked that role, I actually cried because I had always watched Sailor Moon as a kid. And so I remember when I got the auditions, I was like, I don't even care if I'm just Walla. I need to be a part of this final season of the original Sailor Moon because I, I, I need it to happen. I need to be a part of it in some way. And, um, and I, I then for months thought that I had jinxed it because usually if you think too hard about an audition, uh, you don't end up booking it because you're just trying too hard. Um, but I uh, got a call later that I was Sailor Tinianko, which I'm I like awesome because the Sailor Moon villains are great characters and I love play like I love playing that character. I don't get to play villains very often, so they're always fun. Um, you mentioned dinosaurs, and I'm kind of wondering, <laughs> what are some of your favorite dinosaurs? Oh, okay. I love theropods. Theropods are my favorite type of dinosaurs. That means any dinosaur that's basically like um, like a Deinonychus or a T-Rex or a Velociraptor, those are theropods. Um, and um, uh, Deinonychus is my favorite dinosaur. Um, uh, and also... Um, uh, I I am so obsessed with uh, theropods specifically, like and and the Cretaceous period. I I just mm, there's ooh, there's so many things. Um, so the fact that um, dinosaurs like evolved into birds, and that the closest relation to a dinosaur um, to a type of bird is like a T Rex to a chicken fascinates me. Um, and then uh, 
also the idea that like you know people constantly used to think that um uh t-rex was a um was a hunter and they're they are actually coming up with more and more evidence to suggest that um they were actually more scavengers rather than hunters not that they didn't hunt at all it's just that it would be very hard to hunt if you're not that stealthy because you know any animal would be able to hear you from a mile away if your step caused earthquakes and stuff like that so what they think actually how the um t-rex uh I know I'm talking about dinosaurs in an interview. You're not supposed to be like that. They asked, okay? They asked about dinosaurs. I'm sorry. My boyfriend just gave me an eye roll, and he's being... Stop it. Yeah, you can stop now. Uh, he's heard He's heard this whole thing a lot. So, anyways... um. So uh, what they've learned, or what they think actually happened with a T-Rex is that um, even though they were powerful and stuff like that, um, that they would use their size to basically intimidate uh, hunters. So like uh, Deinonychus would hunt down a, a dinosaur and then start eating. And then the T-Rex would scare off the Deinonychus and eat the leftovers because the T-Rex, of course, would scare off the Deinonychus. Deinonychus is tiny compared to the T-Rex. To um, also, they discovered that the bones inside of the T-Rex skull very much matched that of a vulture. Um, they have a lot of these crevices in the navel cavities, just like vultures do, which actually help in um, detecting scents and um, smells and stuff. And they find that that is more... Um, uh, in alignment with scavengers um, rather than um, pure hunters. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I could go on for days about dinosaurs if you let me. Um, <laughs> like, if we get onto, like, Jurassic Park, we're, we're in, you're, you're in for a five-hour conversation because then I have to discuss how the velociraptors in Jurassic Park are not velociraptors because velociraptors are actually, like, two to three feet high and they were actually modeled off of a Deinonychus because uh the book of Jurassic Park came out in 1983 and at the time he based what dinosaurs looked like off of a paleo artist um Gregory oh god I forgot his last name Gregory Gregory something I have to look that up but it um but um this guy accidentally confused a Deinonychus with a velociraptor and so um the writer of the book told them as uh, said that they were velociraptors now there's also another story that says that um that uh they actually renamed it to velociraptors because they thought the velociraptor was easy easier to pronounce than Deinonychus. those are the two stories that are on why the velociraptors in jurassic park are actually based off of a Deinonychus. and um um but i think it's it, it, it the more true story is the one that's based off of the paleo a paleo artist um and um and and then of course they uh exaggerated the Deinonychus even because the Deinonychus is like anywhere from five to five feet to five and a half feet tall um and the velociraptors in Jurassic Park were more closer to six feet um and so people thought that, oh, if that's the case, then that means that the Utah raptor or the Dakota raptor was actually the basis off of the dinosaur. But that's not true because the Utah raptor was found in 1993 in the middle of production for Jurassic Park. So they had already decided what the velociraptors were going to look like. And also the book was written in the 80s, and that was way before the Utah raptor was discovered. And then the Dakota raptor was discovered, I believe, in 2005. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. You know your dinosaurs. I really like dinosaurs. <laughs> no, I really a... like theropods. No, it's interesting you mentioned dinosaurs in media because, like, one of the things I really dislike about getting older is realizing everything in Jurassic Park is They're bullshit. All <laughs> it's all wrong. It's all wrong. And, oh my gosh, you don't understand. When I saw this movie in theaters. I was screaming at the sc at the screen. We almost got kicked out. My parents took me to see Jurassic Park. We almost got kicked out because I was the child that was screaming at the screen every time they got a fact wrong. Like when they were like, "Oh, T Rexes can't see things that can't uh, that um stand still," and I was like, "Then how does it not run into trees?" 
I, I was that child. We almost got kicked out to the point where like my parents were like, you have to be quiet. We're going to get kicked out. We already got like three warnings. And, and at the end of the movie, we walked out of the, we walked out of the um, theater and they apologized to me. They were like, we're so sorry. You hated the movie, Karina. And I was like, no, it's a good movie. They're just wrong about everything. <laughs> and, <laughs> And the fact also, I was like, why is this Jurassic Park when most of these dinosaurs lived in the Cretaceous period? What? No, it really annoyed me when I found out that the that the dinosaur that killed um, Wayne Knight's character mm-hmm. was much bigger in real life than it is in oh, the yeah. movie. Yep. Yep. Lots of things. But but also, I, I love that movie, even with all of its wrong facts about dinosaurs. I love that movie. Um, I think it's a, it's a, it's cinematic uh, uh, genius. Um, I love Steven Spielberg for it. I just also really love the facts behind the scenes about the movie. And I also like pointing out when it does really wrong things. Like, for some reason, the T-Rex is on the same level as everybody else when it's in its cage. But then when he flips the car over into his own cage, all of a sudden, there's a huge hole that the car is going to fall down. Nobody thought that that was a huge continuity problem. (laughs) That's in the film. You can see it. The T-Rex walks on like in his cage. He's on the same level. And then when he, when the T-Rex throws the car into his own enclosure, the car is all of a sudden going to fall like 60 feet. Magic. No one caught that. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I brought that up to Eddie because I do it every time I watch Jurassic Park. I can't shut my mouth. Nobody wants to watch this movie with me. It's awful. Um, but I, I we watched that recently because, again, I love this movie. It doesn't seem like I love this movie. It doesn't. But I truly love this movie. I'm just also angry about a lot of things they do wrong. And so when that happened, I was like, how? How? And he's like, no, that's not. That was a different part. And I was like, no, it's not. Don't even with me right now. And I, I like went back and forth in between shots. And he was like, okay, I just don't want to watch this movie with you anymore. And I was like, that's fine. Just don't, don't, don't try to tell me I'm wrong on this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a problem. I have a problem. Do you do that with other pieces of media where you just like stop everything and you're just like, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. I, I do this with a lot of things. It's why, honestly, um, look, I don't blame people for getting annoyed with me at movie theaters um because i get it you're supposed to be quiet in movie theaters but i try to a i usually try to watch movies at home because i know i have this uncontrollable impulse to scream at screens whenever something i notice is wrong like i i will be that person that will be like uh that was in his other hand in the previous shot like (laughs) i will notice those tiny little continuity problems um but also i like I, it helps me understand the movie to talk through it. And I know that sounds weird, but it honestly helps me understand the movie. Because if I, if I just shut down and try to be quiet, I just completely shut down my brain. And so my brain doesn't even recognize what's happening in front of it. Um, so I, I like when it comes to movie theaters, I rarely go. And if I do go, it's towards like, I wait until like, it's like the last weekend that the movie is still in theaters. Um, that way there's like barely anybody there. So I'm not bothering people. Um, um, I also bring headphones because movie theaters are also super loud all the time. They, they have the bass so loud and I have to have head, uh, um, noise canceling headphones to help with that so that I don't get overstimulated. And that helps a little bit more because I find that I get more outbursts the more that I'm overstimulated. My my brain is just like, ah. Um, um, but that being said, I do do it with other media. There are just definitely specific ones that I get very particular about. And one of that is Jurassic Park and dinosaurs. <laughs> Like that one specifically, I could go on four days talking about that movie, what makes it cinematic, a cinematic masterpiece and everything they did wrong. <laughs> the same, like I am like, they did a lot of wrong things, but God, it's a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that, that is pretty much the movie we think about as like people who grew up in the nineties. If you go up to them and say, what is your what favorite Spielberg movie? Like what yeah. movie, what, what's your favorite Spielberg movie? They're going to say Jurassic Park. 
they're I gonna say Jurassic that were Park. like earlier it's jaws right like I, like it totally makes sense because in earlier times it was jaws for them that was their perfect like steven spielberg movie and for us that were a little bit later it's jurassic park <laughs> no, and 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 that was one of the first blockbusters i remember watching as a kid and mm-hmm. just being enthralled in it <laughs> i okay so i got to work on this independent film once a long time ago um um and they actually brought on the special effects makeup artist from jurassic park i cried i i had to go into my trailer and cry for like a good 30 minutes because i was so overwhelmed with the thought that i was gonna work with the special effects makeup artist from jurassic park that alone was enough to have a full i want to say an autistic breakdown but it was of happiness like i was so happy i couldn't contain it (laughs) and then i had to get back to work and do my job I can imagine you just going to your trailer and just wrecking everything. <laughs> like, I mean, not necessarily wrecking everything, just more like having, like being a ball on the floor crying because you're so happy. <laughs> like, just because I was like, this, you used to work on Jurassic Park and I love that movie. Like, it was a whole mess. And like, I remember that because I had several of the like crew knock and be like, are you, are you, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I just need a minute. (laughs) Like if you want to, I'm not a difficult actor. I am a dramatic one though. (laughs) And, um, was that the coolest person you ever worked with or is there someone else? And also, um, so I got to work of like, um, working with both Stephanie Lemlin and Fred Tadascore. I mentioned, uh, the show earlier, Splitting Time. They got to play my parents. Um, I'm, Stephanie Lemlin is, 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 is a goddess of a human being. Um, and Fred Tadascore has skills that I don't understand how a human being can do the things that he does, but he's amazing. Um, and he played my dad and Stephanie Lemlin played my mom. And I remember that because when I first booked that role, I was already freaking out because I was going to work with Cartoon Network for the first time ever. And I was like, Oh my God, it's Cartoon Network. That's amazing. Right. And then they gave me the cast list and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, um, because at the time that was also when I was playing a lot of Overwatch. So I was like, Dad, seventy six, Soldier seventy six, like AKA Dad seventy six, is actually going to play my dad. I don't know how to contain that. And then also Artemis, who is my favorite character in Young Justice, the character, the the voice actor who played Artemis in Young Justice, is going to play my mom. I remember having to have like a good conversation with myself and being like, look, okay, you, you are a professional and you have to, you can freak out now and you can freak out when it's done. But the minute you step into that booth and they are sitting next to you because it was a group record. We were actually recording in the group together. And so I had to be like, you cannot freak out and be a fan because you're a professional and they're paying you to be a professional. So you get to freak out now and you get to freak out after. Um, and there's actually quite a funny, funny story with that too, because Stephanie Lemlin and she know I've told this story since then. So she knows this story, but she probably, I don't know if she's forgotten it since then, but um, Stephanie Lemlin and I uh, like, like I'm sitting between Fred Tadascore and Stephanie Lemon, and I'm like, just work. Just put all your concentration into the work. You can freak out after you're done. Okay, cool. Um, it was all going well. Then we went on a break. I went to the bathroom. Stephanie Lemlin was washing her hands. I went into the stall, you know, to take my break. And all of a sudden I hear from Stephanie, Karina, um, have you acted before? And I go, Oh, yeah. Um, I uh started out as a kid. I gave her like a little rundown of what I've been in, and she's like I hope you don't mind. I just feel like I'm being rude because I stare at you while you're performing. You are so good. I almost fell in that toilet. I almost fell. I I was like, yo, what? You just said what? She told me that I was so good that she couldn't stop staring at me. And of course, while I was working, I, I said to myself, you're putting all of your concentration onto the script. So that way you're not going to freak out. It's just all going to be put in your performance. 
So I, of course I didn't notice because I was just hyper-focused on what I was doing. And I was like, oh, uh, thanks. Stephanie <laughs> uh, Levin just complimented me. What's going on? It was insane. So that was another uh, situation where I also was thankful that I was in a stall so she couldn't see how um, my crazed, happy expression of like, oh my God, that just happened. But yeah, I, I, almost, I almost fell in that toilet um, because I was like, oh my God, what just happened? Because um, that, that's like such a huge compliment from somebody that you look up to like that. <laughs> nah, yeah. that, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, honestly, <laughs> I know the feeling because whenever I talk to, whenever I have like someone big on the show that I, I remember like growing up watching as a kid, I'm like, how is this real? <laughs> Like, oh my god, this is real. Like, 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 don't get me wrong, I'm definitely like covering that up with a face of I'm a professional, but inside, I'm like, Ugh. remember to breathe. Like, <laughs> and, um, really cool. you know, I, I actually met Fred Tatisher at a con, I love him, <laughs> and uh, I got to see him recently again. And, um, because, uh, my boyfriend actually got to work with him on a, uh, new movie that he, they're doing right now. So, uh, we went to a premiere for a movie and he was in it. So we got to see him for that premiere. It was, it's always nice to see Fred. He's like the sweetest guy you will ever talk to. And you will not convince me otherwise. There is no oh, one who yeah. is like and sweeter than him. Everyone he meets. I don't know how he does that. I can barely w remember what I ate this morning. Hell, I don't even know if I did eat anything for breakfast because I forget to eat. Um, so, yeah. Definitely one of the nicest people ever. And, and just such, he's so down to earth and he's just, he's just genuine. And that is like so rare nowadays just to talk to someone who is like so genuine and down to earth and just not a phony in, in, at all. Like, because yeah. you because you talk to a lot of people who work in the in, in the entertainment industry, and they come off as very phony and one note. But Fred is not like that. Fred is just such a sweetheart, and I just regret. Mm -hmm. I just I just hope uh, I get I get the chance to talk to him again because he's just he probably will. <laughs> he's just sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> Because every time someone mentions Fred Tatasher, I'm like, yeah, he's he's like the sweetest no, person he's, he's, alive. Like, I, I don't know a single person that has ever had a bad experience with him. And not that, honestly, I think that, you know, if you have one bad experience with somebody, you can always be like, okay, they probably had an off day. I don't think Fred has off days, though. Like, I honestly just don't think he has that. <laughs> Which is a fantastic thing, and, and he's just so positive. Like, and that's, I mean, I obviously don't know his life very, like, I'm not super close with him, so I don't know his life. But if he has off days, he's very good at not letting that affect anything else that's going on. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and uh, I, I feel like with me, it's hard to sometimes do that. Like, you shouldn't ever try to put what you're going through on other people. But sometimes it's hard to hide that you are going through something and he is just so positive and he's able to almost infect you with that positivity so i could be having an off day but if i'm near fred i'm not having an off day anymore you know what i mean and I, and there's not a lot of people like that no it's really tough because whenever i i was around him at that con i was like okay, okay can we stop what we're doing right now and because then just want to hang out with you for the rest of the entire event yeah try not to um uh put anything against somebody that is having an off day and i'm like okay they're just having an off day it's not the time whatever but like yeah it just seems like if fred if fred does have off days he doesn't let it affect everything else around him and i'm like how do you have that skill let me teach me your ways i want to learn how to do that <laughs> and was that the only example of an of a group record or have you done other group records I have done other group records. So, for example, for Frenzy Space, it's actually quite interesting because we recorded most of Frenzy Space over the pandemic, but they were still group records. We were not physically in the room together because of the pandemic. But we, um, I mean, uh, you can see behind me, 
I don't, obviously not everybody can see it in the podcast, but like you can see behind me, I have a booth behind me. So I was recording in there, but we were on a group record quote unquote, because we were all online together. Um, uh, me, Cedric and Jeannie Toronto, uh, Cedric Williams and Jeannie Toronto um, were my castmates. Um, and they had all three of us, uh, as long as we were available, they had all three of us record together for most of the episodes uh, online. So it was actually a much, um, it was still a group record, but a, um, a very interesting experience um, because it was online and that is definitely different. Um, and then also uh, Trolls the Beat Goes um, the beat goes On. Um, for that first episode that I got to record for, I um, recorded the initial recording alone. But um, when I was brought back in for pickups, that was a group record. And so I got to actually hang out with um, uh, the lead actor who plays uh, actress who plays Poppy and also uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. He's in the show. And that was the first time I ever met Kevin Michael Richardson. Um, and uh, and he's, of course, an amazing actor. And I, I like he's one of my favorite um people that have played the joker i think he did like he people forget like you know mark hamill's fantastic don't get me wrong i would freak out if i ever met mark hamill but also they forget that other actors have been the joker too and kevin michael richardson was definitely one of my favorites and um and he is also super talented god what a range and and i got to you know record next to him which is insane because it's kevin michael richardson and he's amazing and um he uh, so I have another story with that because I have, um, I, I get nervous and I forget that, um, I'm in certain settings. Uh, I taught Kevin Michael Richardson what hentai was, and I'm not sure if that's something to be proud of. <laughs> Oops. Um, what, what was his reaction? I'm kind of curious. He, he laughed. So the reason why that was a thing was because, um, so uh <laughs> um at the time you know we're going in for the group record but we're having a there was a, there was a break before we went in and the director comes to us and is introducing all of the actors to each other and he goes oh and she goes oh kevin this is karina and i go hi and i shake his hand and she goes yeah she um or karina does uh they do a lot of um uh uh they do some original animation but they also do a lot of anime and I jokingly said, which was like, like, yeah, this weekend I get, I'm going to be a guest at HentaiCon. I don't know why I thought that was a talking point. But Kevin Michael Richardson goes, I'm sorry, what's hentai? And I go, oh, oh no. <laughs> I um, then had to explain what that was to Kevin Michael Richardson. <laughs> and um, again... I'm not proud of that. <laughs> but, All I uh, can think about is that quote from The Office. It's called hentai and it's art. <laughs> I thought that was a that was a quote from um, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. No, that was Stanley from The Office. <laughs> oh, it was Stanley from The Office? Yeah. Oh, I'm complete. Oh, I. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It is. Oh, I'm obsessed with The Office. I can't believe I forgot about that for like two seconds. But it's in the deleted scenes. It's yeah. not in the original. Yeah, you're right. It is in a deleted scene. You're right. Because it became um, a meme, and that's what I yeah. automatically think of. <laughs> oh, my God. I oh, I thought they took it from Samuel L. Jackson, but I guess I'm wrong. Anyways, doesn't matter. Yeah, I. Uh, so Kevin Michael Richardson just laughed. And then I remember, though, when we finally go into recording, I like we're recording. And then the producer and the director have to talk about something real quick. So they're like, uh, just a second, guys, over the over the intercom. And Kevin, all of a sudden, I hear some giggling from Kevin next to me. He goes, <laughs> hentai. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the worst thing I've done. I've done awful things. This is the worst thing I've ever done. That's such a Principal Lewis moment <laughs> as well. Like, oh, uh, just, just bad. <laughs> I'm the worst person. No, I mean, that's, it's great because it's like, hey, you know, you got to make a joke to break the ice, but then it kind of backfires. I didn't to make, like, yeah, it totally was just like, oh, no, I have to tell him what that means. 
No, you'd be surprised at how filthy, like, a lot of these records for well, children's shows are. Well, that's the thing, because it's behind the scenes. Like, obviously, we didn't record that for the children's show itself, but, like, but like at the same time, you know, it's kind of like, as a voice actor, you, you start to learn that most people start out in anime, and then they move on to prelay and video games and slowly drift from anime, because anime doesn't literally pay that much. Um which is fair. So I assumed that, of course, like, that's generally how, that's not everybody's, like, um, path into voice acting, but that's generally how the path of voice, voice acting works. You start out in anime, and then you work your way into, like, prelay and video games and stuff like that, generally speaking. So I assumed that because most people go down that route, that he also went down that route. And if you record it for anime, even if you've never done hentai, you hear about it. Like, you could never even watch a day of hentai of your life, which I, I, I don't even think I have, really. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you can hear about it, right? So I assumed that he knew at least about it, and I was very stupid in assuming that. <laughs> I'm that is the best that is the best behind the scenes story I've had on this show. Like I don't know how we'll be able to top that, honestly. <laughs> like I'm just an awkward person and I bring up dumb things that I should never talk about. I'm very awkward. No, but I mean I've watched some of your streams and you don't come off as awkward when you're playing any of the games you're playing. I'm not talking to anybody live. Like, like, yeah, I'm talking to chat, but as far as I'm concerned, those are words on a screen. The minute you put me, like, even talking to you right now, because I, like, I don't really see your face or anything like that. It's fine, whatever. But especially when I, like, I am the worst at networking, and my my boyfriend can attest to this. Like, I have been in certain networking spots where I've been unable to speak because I don't know what to say, and then it comes off very weird. Because they, like, will literally ask me a question that's simple, and I won't verbalize anything it's so they, so they just ask you something and it's just like blah, 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 yeah yeah it's, it's, yeah it's like uh, and it's like it's like my brain short-circuited for like five seconds and so, like i i'm so bad at networking i honestly don't know how i got anywhere in this business Just pull out a business card and say, I'm so-and-so, here's my business card. Like, <laughs> I I have to thank my parents a lot for starting me soon. Because, like, I, 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 you know. But I also think that there honestly is a lot of awkward people in the industry. So that way, that's maybe why it's, like, not that bad, I guess. I, I don't know. All I know is, is that I'm a very awkward person. It takes a lot for me to, like try to mask that and i i i i you know when you're when you're autistic you get pretty good at masking a lot of your symptoms and stuff in front of people um so i've had people that have said oh i didn't even like stephanie lemlin said to me later oh i didn't even realize that you were like freaking out and i was like really because i'm pretty sure you heard me almost fall in that toilet like and she's like oh i just thought you slipped <laughs> and i'm like i did but it was because i was freaking out I thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> like, and she was like, well, you hit it very well because you worked with me just like any other. Like, you're, you're very professional. And I'm like, yeah, I did my job, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't internally crying. <laughs> and then, of course, like the minute after like the, the those instances I get into my car, I have like a full mental breakdown of being like, that just happened. <laughs> Like, it's almost like it's on delay at that point. It's like, you can't freak out here. You can't freak out here. Okay, you're in your car. Freak out now. Okay. <laughs> but, um, do, you know, speaking of, you know, going back to Genshin, because I'm pretty sure everyone, like, just tuned out by now. So I mean, I'm probably. sorry for that. I talked about dinosaurs for a good 15 minutes. So. Yeah. Um, going back to Genshin, have you ever met any of your fellow castmates? Yeah, um, uh, me and Zach have been friends for a really long time. I consider him, like, my little brother and have called him that several times. Also, I call him baby boy 
because for me, he's baby in the industry. Um, for me, he's not, like, that's, that's specifically what I call him. Um, um, but I, I, I am very close with Zach. I'm very close with Erica Harlicker. I'm very close with, um, Allegra. And then also I've met other new people in Genshin. Um, Sarah Miller Cruz, I am very good friends with now, who I never met before Genshin. Um, Christy Kate also, who's the voice of Chi Chi, never met her before. She's lovely. Uh, Kelly Baskin, um, who plays Amber um and uh and a few others like um a lot of the cast i have um met and have become friends with or i have already been friends with or have met them before um like uh i've worked with todd habercorn on several projects beforehand um um so we've met in passing in between like sessions at studios um uh Keith Silverstein is a lovely human being and I love him and um, I've, I've uh, been around him quite a bit. Um, he also has been in a lot of other projects with me as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of the cast I um, do know of and have previously known or ha um, currently are knowing through the game that we all worked on together. We are all working on together. So yeah. Uh, um and um do you do you guys uh, ever hang out or you know just mm -hmm. chat for about whatever <laughs> whatever it oh, is yeah. you guys uh, chat Zach, about <laughs> Zach and I talk almost on a daily basis same with Sarah same with Erica Harlicker same with Chrissy um and Allegra Clark I'm super close with Allegra um I babysit her cat I love that cat um um Milo is so cute um and and like last year uh for Thanksgiving, I actually had that with Allegra um, last year, um, and um, so yeah, we we hang out. Obviously, with the quarantine, it was harder to hang out, so we were hanging out mostly online. Um, but we did have a summer picnic uh, that a lot of the Genshin crew um, uh, joined in on. Uh, Jackie Laster was there, and I also love Jackie. Um, I stream with a lot of these people too, um, so. Yeah, I uh, I I like to hang out with all of my castmates. They're all good people. <laughs> yeah, and and I've had some of them on the show, and they're wonderful human beings. <laughs> um, if you could work on any any franchise, what would it be and why? I already worked on Sailor Moon, so that was like a huge one for me. Uh, gosh, what else? Jurassic Park. <laughs> one well i mean there is a jurassic park animated series on netflix so i'm pretty exactly. sure <laughs> i want to be in it i want it so bad please please and thank you netflix if you're listening um i i don't even i'll just i'll, I'll be oh you can make me in the loop group i don't care i just want to be a part of it um or or what they could do is they could bring back the video games those, okay, I don't know if you remember this, but there was like a PS1 game where you got to actually, it was a Jurassic World game, I believe it was, and you actually got to play as the dinosaurs. And it was amazing. And I want that game to come back. Make make an updated version of that, please. I, and, and, and I would love to voice anything in that, especially a dinosaur. Now, there was a Jurassic <laughs> World game on consoles recently with the, you create your own park and raise yeah, your own and dinosaurs. Yeah, it's kind of like Zoo Tycoon. Yeah. But I want a game where I actually get to be a dinosaur and eat other dinosaurs and kill people. <laughs> that sounded really dark, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to be a dinosaur <laughs> and hunt and kill people. Yeah, but <laughs> then, really mad. But, but then you would be like, you wouldn't get very far in the game because you're like, well, that's wrong. That is wrong. They would never do that. Okay, if that's the case, then Grand Theft Auto wouldn't be a series. And yet, people play that all the time. Oh, <laughs> well, you got me there. Jetpacks and shit. Yeah! <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that I would be a moral dinosaur. I just want to be a dinosaur <laughs> trying to survive. <laughs> But what if it was a gotcha game and you unlock various dinosaurs? There you go. I would also be down with that. 
as long as the playstyle is of me getting to be a Dinonychus and get to hunt and eat other dinosaurs, I'm there. <laughs> I'm sold. I also, I literally play Ark just because there's dinosaurs in it. I don't, I don't, I'm not even good at the game. I'm, I'm terrible at that game. But there's dinosaurs in it, therefore I play it because I want, I, they, you can have them as mounts and stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I honestly like every time I see that game in stores, I'm like, is this a real game? Because I have never seen anyone play it. <laughs> I have never built anything in that game. Like, like I know people that are like in, like you know how like in Minecraft people build these crazy cities. In Ark, there are people that have made like crazy things, and here I am. I'm like, look at my collection of dinosaurs. <laughs> And they're like, do you even have a place to sleep? Nope, I don't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> just me and my dinosaur just against the world. me and my world. dinos. <laughs> don't you talk to me or my dinos again, Blake. <laughs> oh, God, you must have, like, so much resources that you have not spent. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. you don't care. I, like, literally made, like, a little tiny hut that is, like, the epitome of, like, the least amount of resources needed to survive in that game. And then a whole bunch of dinosaurs. <laughs> I forgot what was I, I <laughs> It was what franchise did I want to voice in I said Jurassic Park <laughs> Isn't this amazing People probably tuning in This was like oh it's Genshin More Genshin nope. No dinosaurs, <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> This is not a dinosaur podcast I told you if you let me I would talk about it for days no, because uh, I've already had like a ton, tons of Genshin people on here, and if you want my thoughts on the game, go listen to the Kelly Baskin episode. I pretty much talked all, all about the game on, in that episode. So, if you want my feelings on the game, go listen to that. If you episode. want my feelings on the game, it's perfect, except they could add dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Just missing one thing. <laughs> dinosaurs. I, honestly, I would love a dinosaur mound. Like right? that, that, it would be much better with a dinosaur mound. <laughs> like, why can't they have a dinosaur? You know, the, game, the game is already really great. You really don't need to add anything. But I'm just saying, if you wanted a little extra bonus, dinos. We already have Aloy, and Aloy is in the game now. So I like okay mechanical dinos that's just one step closer to real dinos so it made it would make sense i mean because they have dragons and i'm kind of like can i dragons ride the dragons also <laughs> very close to dinosaurs very close so i like see all you need to do is just make a connection between the dragons and dinos and for those of you that are like well if that's the case then dragons are technically dinosaurs no they are not <laughs> You are wrong. Because um... <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not going down that. Because <laughs> I swear to God, I'm. I was about to go on this really long rant about dino, uh, dragons, and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> like, no, no. You almost got me. You almost got me there. Almost. No. no. Like, I love dragons, and I will go on forever about dragons but i'm not going That's to because because <laughs> i'm like oh they're baiting me they're, they're <laughs> freaking baiting me to talk it about <laughs> you caught me <laughs> um anyway um i think we've like talked long enough about <laughs> dinosaurs and i God. would disagree with that but i get the point keep going <laughs> um now comes the the part where I'm going to try to get as much information out of you as possible, but I know it's going to fail miserably, but, um, like, can you give us, like, any updates about, currently about Genshin regarding any, like, current stuff you're working on when it comes to that game? More stuff is coming out. That's the update. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, where can people go 
find you and bother you about dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, please bother me about dinosaurs. I'm on TikTok. Um, if you look up Karina Betker on TikTok, I'm on there. Um, I also give a lot of voice acting advice on that TikTok. Um, uh, so if you're interested in um, getting into the voice acting industry, I even have a playlist for it now where I give advice on like teachers, where to find them, um, how to find uh, acting auditions and stuff like that. Um, and then also, uh, I am on Instagram. Karina.Betger is my Instagram. Um, and then I don't have a Twitter, but my bird has a Twitter that gives updates about me all the time. And that is at the bird Zulu. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's a funny bird. And also basically, you know, I, of course I have a bird cause I love dinosaurs and they evolved in the bird. <laughs> it's going to be about dinosaurs again. Thank you so much for taking the time <laughs> off to do this. This has been a weird conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever derailed this conversation into dinosaurs. Because, like, when I had Stephanie on here, Stephanie Sutherland, she was talking about like. Nickelodeon shows and this 90s nostalgia and I'm like okay that makes sense but you're like dinosaurs dinosaurs <laughs> okay um my defense for that is I'm autistic <laughs> and dinosaurs are a special interest <laughs> alright thank you so much for taking the time out to do this and if you ever want to come back and talk about dinosaur some more you know where to find oh heck me. yeah <laughs> if you if you were to be like karina do you want to just be maybe have a podcast where we just talk about dinosaurs i will sign up day one you don't even have to i'd be like i'm there in five minutes <laughs> all right take care bye-bye <laughs> thank you so much bye <laughs>